In this episode, we're going to be talking about what happens to all of that extra food and produce that nobody eats. Hi, it's Paul Ward, and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. I'm excited today. We are in Ventura, California, and we are talking to Andrea Howry with Food Forward. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Opus Escrow. So you are a backyard harvest coordinator with Food Forward. What is a backyard farm coordinator? Well, what we do is we go to people's backyards and we uh, harvest whatever fruit they can't use. So if they have a lemon tree, if they have an orange tree, if they have a tangerine tree, they're not using the fruit for their own purposes. Their neighbors are tired of getting the surplus. They'll give us a call and we will either pick it ourselves or ask them to pick it for us. And then we will distribute it to um, hunger relief organizations in Ventura County. Uh, we are based in North Hollywood, so a lot of our efforts are in Los Angeles County, but we do have an office in Ventura County, and we work with about 64 different hunger relief organizations in the county. Okay. So if I have one tree, is that enough to call you, or do, do I need a few more fruit trees than that? One tree's, one tree's pretty good. As long as it has about 200 pieces of fruit on it, we'll come out and, and get it. Um, we do only use, we, we don't use ladders. Okay. So we can get with our pickers and our extension poles, we can get about 16 feet up. But if you have a 30 foot tree, there's going to be a lot of fruit that's left for the birds up there. Gotcha. And if I have, uh, canned goods too, does that, do you guys take that if I, if I have canned goods? We don't take canned goods. We don't take dairy. We don't take meat. We mm -hmm. specialize only in, uh, fresh produce. So it's not only fruit, it's also if you have a small garden and you want, if you have excess lettuces or excess carrots, we will do that as well. Okay. And, and the food is going to different organizations that then distribute to those that, that are hungry? How, how does that all work? Exactly. Um, we give to hunger relief organizations and then they give directly to families. We don't work one-on-one uh, -on -one with families at all. We do give it to organizations uh, that distribute then. Um, there are some that are uh, Ruben Castro Charities, Community Action. They they deal with hundreds of families a week. And then there are some very small ones. There's uh, one that just opened in Sadekoy that is basically not much more than a than a community refrigerator. And we, okay. give, them, we give them food as well. So s small and large. Very much so. And are you only getting your uh, produce from backyards or do you have other sources of, of food as well. So we were founded in 2009, and so we're celebrating our 15th anniversary next year. And in that time, we have uh, redistributed 320 million pounds of food. Well, that's so that is a lot. Not all of it came from backyard harvest, or came from backyard trees. Uh, we do work with farmers markets. We There are 10 in Los Angeles County, five in Ventura County uh, that we... Um, we will go at the end of the harvest, I'm sorry, at the end of the market, and we will ask them if they want to take their um, produce back with them that didn't sell or if they want to give it to us. A lot of them just want to give it to us. Mm -hmm. And then that goes to um, food relief organizations as well, hunger relief organizations. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also work with the Los Angeles uh, Downtown, downtown Los Angeles wholesale produce market. Okay, and that's the driver for Ventura, for uh, Food Forward these days. Um, it's we will pick up millions of pounds of food there. Oh wow! And then take it back to our warehouse at Bell, and then break down those pallets, 
and get them to uh, hunger relief agencies in uh, Los Angeles County. We also take that food out to other states. Mm-hmm. There are six other states that we that we work with um, and tribal nations in New Mexico and Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, wow. It sounds like we're, you know, burning a lot of diesel getting it out there, but what we are saving in terms of the environment, what we are rescuing and keeping out of landfills makes us a carbon negative nonprofit organization. Interesting. And all this food would just basically go into the landfill if you were not distributing it and hungry families are being served. It's kind of a, so it's kind of like a a twofer, right? It's like there's two benefits to the organization. You're saving food that's going to just go to waste and you're feeding those that don't have enough. Exactly. I think of it actually too with a third benefit and that is that not only are we not wasting the food but we're keeping it out of the landfill. Mm-hmm. So we have an environmental impact where we have a impact on helping those who are food insecure, meaning that they don't necessarily know where their next meal is coming from. Oh wow. And um we're we're saving it from just rotting on the ground. So yeah, lots lots of impact there. And there are, I mean, you obviously there's homelessness as a crisis, but you don't even really think about hunger being another crisis. I mean, kids that can't get their next meal can't really learn in the classroom. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 a huge problem. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, you know? and this is this sounds like such an easy, simple solution. Take the food that nobody wants, give it to people who need it. But it, it and it sounds so simple, but really, that is a very complex um, system that's needed to make it equitable and um, just. Where did the where did the backyard harvesting idea come from? Because I mean, you know, if somebody has one tree, that's very different than working with farmers markets or working with wholesale distribution. Uh, you know outfits but you know it's also kind of doing the the very small as well as the very large what's what's the whole premise of of you know coming out to pick one tree it it started with just that it's a very um it, it's a fun story to tell our founder Rick Namias was living in San Fernando Valley and he was frustrated by his neighbor's tangerine tree he was dropping tangerines all over his yard you know it's 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 just a mess so he went to his neighbor and he said, if I pick those tangerines and take them to a local food bank, would that be okay with you? And Food Forward was born. He picked uh, 800 pounds of tangerines off that one tree and it just sparked an idea. And it has now grown to, like I said, 320 million pounds of food that has been rescued and redistributed. Wow. So, And um, I would imagine you're, it's a combination, nonprofit organization, kind of a combination of employees as well as volunteers. Oh yes, we're we're definitely volunteer based. Um there I am one of four backyard harvest coordinators. Okay. So And are you a volunteer? No, I I'm, okay. I'm on staff. Okay. And uh so so all four of us are on staff and uh we recruit volunteers and mm-hmm. we will have picks from anywhere from one person going out on their own, somebody who has been trained, we offer a one and a half hour training for how to be a a pick leader mm-hmm. and everything from them going out and picking one tree to a group of as many as 50 people. Oh, really? Picking a, a large orchard. Oh, wow. And then that that tree or that orchard gets on the list, I would assume, for the following year? Yes. Yes. We do keep track and we try to, you know, contact people the next year and say, hey, you ready for us to come out again? We have a lot of repeat, uh-huh. repeat folks. Um, and then we also just have a lot of new people who call us and they'll hear about us 
somehow, you right. know, a lot on the web, find out about us through podcasts like this, uh-huh. and then uh, we'll make arrangements to go out and harvest, and then usually we're both hooked. Uh-huh. And is it just is it just orchards and trees, or are you doing like strawberries and bell peppers and, and fruits on the ground as well? Yes. And a lot of those, uh, we do have some relationships with local farmers who will do what we call a DIY. Mm-hmm. They'll pick their own crops. And then they'll put them in our, our food forward boxes, and then we will go pick them up and take them to two agencies. Gotcha. Yeah. And then what about, um, you know, some some fruits like avocados, typically when they're picked, they've got a longer, you know, quote unquote, shelf life. Banana can last a little while, but maybe you get something like strawberries that, you know, they're going to start rotting in just a day or two, two. What do you do in that situation? I think a perfect example is what's happening right now. We're getting calls about peaches and nectarines, mm-hmm. and they are ripening, and stone fruit does not have a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. So we have to pick that fruit and get it out right away to an agency that has a distribution schedule within that week, within just a few days if possible, maybe even that day or the next. Right. Um, we, had a, we had a situation just uh, last week where we had a donation of 850 pounds of avocados, and we went out and looked at them, and boy, they were ready to go that day. So we found an agency, and um, we helped them bag up that avo- those avocados and got them out that day to, to families. Okay. So there was a lot of guacamole. <laughs> and then, um, you know, some crops people can use, like bananas and avocados and peaches, but others, like a lemon, that's not very exciting. What do you do when, like, a farmer says, I don't want these... 50 lemon trees, or what do people do with lemons? It's not like you're going to peel it and eat it. Right, right. We do give those to the agencies. It's up to the agencies to tell uh, folks and give them some ideas. Sometimes we will give them recipes along with the lemons that they can pass on to folks. But lemons are used uh, very popular for marinades. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, lemonade, they're great with uh, kids' organizations, boys and girls clubs. They will make lemonade, Mm -hmm. and everybody's pretty happy at the end of that day. Very cool. So how do you how do you get your volunteers? A lot of people find us uh, through our website, foodforward.org. We do have a calendar there that shows picks where we're looking for volunteers. Uh, they will sign up. They'll join us. Some some people enjoy it so much then that they will go on and take the hour and a half training and become a pick leader. Mm-hmm. Um, same with farmer's markets. People will see us at farmer's markets and they'll want to take the training and become a glean team leader. Um, we... We welcome volunteers. They are the backbone of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a volunteer-led organization. And um, d- it was interesting during the pandemic, we didn't have large picks because of the, the, the you know, it was just, it, it just wasn't feasible. Right. But, so uh, instead, some families would adopt different properties and they would go out weekend after weekend after weekend and pick maybe 10 acres of lemons or Mm -hmm. tangerines or whatever. And um, because of that, the amount of food that we were able to rescue through our backyard harvest arm um, surpassed what we had done in years past. Oh. So it was actually- actually growing. Efficient. Exactly. Interesting. much more efficient. Um, And it was during the pandemic that everything picked up with the produce market too, downtown Los Angeles. The numbers just skyrocketed. We'd be having people, um, just shipments that would be canceled because, you know, all the restaurants were closed in Las Vegas. Well, what are you going to do with all those melons that were going to go to those buffets? Mm -hmm. So we were able to redistribute those. And um, and a lot of people got a lot of 
good food during the pandemic. That's I'm awesome. proud of that. So how much food do you think you're keeping out of the landfills? Well, the estimate is that 38% of what is in landfills is food that has been uh, wasted. And so, you know, who knows how much of that we're keeping out. But like I said, it's we're we're rescuing so much of that fruit that we are actually carbon negative. So oh, that's such a staggering number if you think about all the energy and labor that went into actually growing that fruit food from a seed, right? And then you fertilize it and water it and you know, keep the weeds down and till the soil and pay somebody to pick it and then put it in a plastic or cardboard box and set it out and it just goes into the landfill. It's just a crazy, it's just a crazy thought. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Think yeah. of all of that waste. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, folks, when you're at your refrigerator and you see something that's going to waste in the back of it, think about that too, because it's right. the end result is the same. You sure. know, it's it's just not getting eaten. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to prevent mm-hmm. is the food waste and then help people who are food insecure. How do you how do you distribute so much food and how do you determine exactly where it goes. I mean, there's got to be certain areas that have a greater need than other areas, I would I would assume, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, the food deserts is, uh, uh, we're trying to make that a big priority in what we do. Um, and like I said, there are 64 agencies, approximately 64 agencies in Ventura County that we do uh, work with. And there are no uh, well over 100 in Los Angeles County. And then, like I said, too, speaking of, of food deserts, um, the ha- the Navajo tribal nation in New Mexico mm-hmm. and then the Cherokee tribal nation in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, we also distribute there. Wow. So do so you get the food from Los Angeles to Oklahoma? Yes, we do. How big is Food Forward? How many people work there? When I started four years ago, we had approximately, it was about 30 people, and now we're closing in on 50. Okay. So we are a growing, thriving organization, and uh, it's just a joy to be a part of it. But the but the volunteer count is in the oh hundreds or thousands. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. yes. In fact, last year alone, I believe we had well over a thousand uh, volunteer-led events. Wow, a thousand events. A thousand. So that's like three events a day. Oh yes, yes. When you figure, I mean, we're at farmers markets almost daily. Okay, and in fact more than one right. most days. Um, and then we'll have backyard harvests like this. And then we'll have the large picks where we'll have 20, 30, 40 volunteers. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of people to, to help with this cause. So the, the farmer's market coordinator would be different than the backyard harvest coordinator. Yes, definitely. Yeah. They, uh, they would make their rounds at certain farmer's markets and then the farmers would know who to give the access to and they'd take it off to your distribution center and that's exactly right. Uh, yes, a lot of times the um, the the hunger relief organizations will come to the farmers market and we'll give it directly to them there. Okay. So. And so a church would be considered a hunger relief organization. Is that kind of yeah, how? a church food pantry. A church exactly. food pantry. Yes. Okay, and all kinds of different food pantries. Many. And is uh, Food Forward distributing directly to families too, or or kind of the, you're acting as the middleman? We are the middleman. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So with, um, you know, L.A. County and Ventura County kind of being the heart of the organization and now you're expanding to the tribal areas, are there plans for Food Forward to branch out into other areas? I mean, the food uh, desert and the food shortage issue is nationwide. 
definitely, and that is something that we're looking at to make sure that w we are we are just and we are equitable in where we are giving the food. And that's one thing we're really going to be concentrating on over the next three years is um, where is the food going? Is it being used in the most efficient manner? And are we helping those who are most in need? And then perhaps expanding to other counties and other, other states as well, that kind of thinking? Possibly. I, I think what we really want to do is make sure that what we're doing now is the best that we can do. Ooh. So I think that's uh, making sure that we are efficient and uh, we're doing the right thing, which we know we are, but you can always improve. Yes. And if somebody has a tangerine tree or a lemon tree and, or an orange tree, how would they uh, get in touch with you or the organization to uh, see, see if they want to donate some food? Check out foodforward.org. And there's a section there on um, donating fruit and there's a section on volunteering. So we could use everybody's help in registering their trees and letting us know that they have they have produce that is uh, in excess, and we want people to share the abundance, mm -hmm. and um, that that we can we can get that fruit and we can get it to people who are food insecure. And same with volunteering. If you're interested in joining us on a pick, and they are fun, uh, just sign up and come out to an event, and um, we're pretty sure you'll be hooked, just like I was. Well, eight years ago when I started volunteering. Wow, and I would I would think that you're making. I mean, these people are volunteers. They're not employees. So you make these into events, right? If you're going to go pick, you know, 50 lemon trees and get all scratched up and whatnot, it's kind of turning into kind of a fun environment. We try to make it fun, as fun as we can. And and I think looking at our track record and the number of volunteers who come back, I think, I think we do a pretty good job with that. That's awesome. How did you get involved in this? My son needed community service hours. So he and I signed up on the Food Forward site and we went out and I just fell in love. I was uh, on the inside of an orange tree in somebody's backyard. I was kind of in there. They had groomed the inside of it. It was very pruned. It was, it was quite nice. And I went in. It smelled so good. It smelled like oranges. And I looked up, and there was a little bird's nest. And I peeked inside, and there were two bird's eggs. And I was hooked. I said, I'm never going to have a better Saturday morning than this. That's and awesome. my son stuck with it for a little while, too. But I that was eight years ago, and I'm still going strong. So. Wow, so you, so you volunteered, and then now you're the official backyard harvest coordinator. Exactly. I've been working with Food Forward for about four years now, and um, before that I was the volunteer. So I've been on staff for four years, and uh, it's just a very rewarding, uh, great job. And do you still get to stick your head up in an orange tree, or are you, are you too busy organizing the other volunteers? No, we organize them, but I try every single time to try to stick my head in a tree for sure. That's awesome. Being the backyard coordinator is very different than somebody who's working at the farmer's market, who's, which is different than somebody who's working with the wholesalers that have, I would think, hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds of excess food. Millions of pounds is right. And last year alone, uh, the wholesale team uh, redistributed 227 different varieties of produce. I didn't even know there were 227 wow. varieties of produce out there. Right. And it's just amazing to, to think of that. Everything from an orange to a strawberry to dragon fruit to passion fruit to a charamoya. Uh -huh. I mean, it's just all over the board what they're able to get. And if you ever have the chance to visit the downtown produce market, it is open to the public. And it is a fascinating place. It's just... There's movement everywhere. There's pallet jacks. There's people are just buying and selling, and it's it's absolutely fascinating to to see at the wholesale at the, level. At the wholesale level, yes. 
And so restaurants will come and they will buy. Um, uh, it, it, and then what doesn't sell, you know, again, you get. they're welcome to donate it to Food Forward and we will redistribute. Because it's just going to go in the landfill. Yeah, otherwise it will. Exactly. It, it can't, it's not going to save. It's going to go away. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So, Andrea Howery, I want to thank you for being our guest on this edition of Farm Talk. We've loved having you and learning all about Food Forward and what it is to be a backyard harvest coordinator. Thank you very much. I appreciate this very much. Absolutely. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Opus Escrow. Be sure to tune in next time for another edition of Farm Talk. Farm Talk.